0: so um, yeah
1: jeremy you you, jeremy you missed it the video is just for now this is just going to go out as audio
0: right okay i got you all right just so you know
2: yep cool no i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that to anybody
1: (laughs) you don't have (laughs) to worry about hiding the bodies
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly I'm your cypher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have a question or want to pitch anything or want to just give me some shit, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. And joining us for this chapter is the entire band, Conclave, is in-house. So we got Jerry, Chris, Dan, and Jeremy. What's
3: going on, man? What's happening?
2: Hey, guys. So well, yep, welcome. Yep. And, uh, it, you know, kind of exciting news. There is a new Conclave record on the horizon uh, be coming out in April, right? April
1: 23rd. Yep. Correct. Yeah. April 23rd. Yeah, we're pretty cranked.
2: And, uh, as am uh, I was uh, just diving back into was diving into Conclave earlier today. And uh, this band fucking rips
1: <laughs> for lack of a better thank- word. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: You know, obviously there's a story for every band, and um, you know, if you if you're a listener of the show, you know that um strongly related, uh previous guest Terry from uh Grief, Come to Grief, and Warhorse, uh, along with Jerry was on. So there was definitely some conclave talk on that episode. It was all good, don't worry. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I promise. <laughs> But, yeah. um, but, but yeah, so there's obviously a story. There was a lot of story with Terry and there's got to be story with you guys. So, um, you know, like what's everybody's early experiences with music? Are are you, all you guys musical, have musical backgrounds or was it kind of something you picked up just like later in life or is it, or what, or what have you?
1: As music in general or like just as far as Conclave or?
2: No, just in general. I mean, like, did you like, did you play saxophone when you were a kid? Oh or no! like no.
1: that <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I i just uh pretty typical just you know i was like i mean always love music and you know all that but i didn't really i started playing the bass about you know about 15 or so
4: mm-hmm.
1: always kind of yeah just <laughs> not much of a story <laughs> sorry let's go to someone else <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan, dan's got more dan's dan's like a multi in yeah Dan can play a lot of instruments.
5: <laughs> I, used to, I used to play the saxophone.
1: I can't okay. even talk.
5: Yeah, I, grew up, um, I grew up kind of in a musical family. Both my um, mother and my father were accomplished violinists. And um,
2: so I started learning
5: how to play piano and whatnot at kind of a younger age. And then got into the school band and played trombone and saxophone and you know, some brass and woodwinds. And then kind of got into heavier music. And... Uh, fiddled around with the guitar a little bit and um, just settled on drums and found something I could kind of, you know, let all my frustration and angst of uh, being a teen out and also still have some sort of semblance of musicality. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, (laughs) I I started playing drums in like fourth grade and then by the time I was 14, 15, I had started playing the guitar, but uh, I had still played drums that whole entire time too. And then uh, eventually I just gave up the drums and stuck with the guitar.
0: So here we are. <laughs> yeah, I played, um, played guitar, I started playing guitar at like 13, not very good. And um, just kind of progressed into heavier heavier music. Uh, I met Dan in high school. He was a drummer. Uh, we started jamming on a couple things. Uh, we joined a thrash band kind of back in like late 80s, early 90s. And Then, um, on a whim, we met Jerry because he was in another band that was just broken up and we needed a bassist. So, um, yeah, we've known each other, the three of us, for um, a long time, like 30 years now. Um, you know, and then how Conclave happened was, uh, I guess Jerry can take that one, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, it was, um, well, Ter- Terry was in uh, Terry was in War Horse with me, and uh, we had a we had a couple of songs going, and then the band broke up. We never did anything with them, so I always had a uh, had a couple songs in my back pocket for years. Didn't know what to do with them, so then uh, Dan and like I said, like you said, we've all been we've been friends for years. So Dan and I just started getting together in the basement with a four track, just kind of jamming. And you know, he can play guitar, I play a little guitar, but then it started progressing. Like you know, we need we need someone who could actually play guitar. And then right about that time, Jeremy was like, Hey, what what are you guys doing over there with all these tapes? And he heard it and he liked it. And, and, um, and just, uh, it just kind of grew from there. Um, started, you know, uh, just started writing new songs and, and, uh, we were a three piece for a while. Uh, and Terry was always kind of, he was kind of there with us in the beginning like he uh jammed with us a little bit but you know he's got other bands and other commitments so um he came in and recorded with us did a couple shows with us but just didn't have the time it's all good we're all you know it's all good yeah um so uh so we continued as a three-piece for a while i I, sh- I shouldn't say that terry did terry did quite a few shows with us and um yeah, the first the first CD, he came in and just did leads. But then when it came time for the second CD, he was like we were we were a four piece at that point. I misspoke. Mm-hmm. We were a four piece for a while at that point. And then he just got too busy, would come to grief and everything else. And um and he's uh good friends with Chris and he actually suggested Chris and uh we met Chris and, and it all clicked and and uh and it's just gone from there, you know did i just dis- did i destroy the band history what
3: good enough <laughs> you did all right so far
1: uh, but like a like a caveman yeah that's why i'm a bass player
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and this is um, all and this is all in um the word wor- uh your worcester is that he say it wor- worcester. 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 worcester 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 jesus yeah worcester. Well, we yeah,
1: what yeah. what's the Worcester area? Yeah, Worcester, Fitchburg, you know. The, uh, Chris lives in Boston, um, but yeah, yeah, basically Worcester. Yeah.
2: Why can't you just spell it like like normal people would spell? W o o s t
5: e r. Worcester.
2: Yeah, S T A. Oh, oh yeah, S T A H. Uh, Worcester.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
5: My wife says I should do voiceover work. And I says I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, people love your accent. I says,
2: No, nah, I just sound like an asshole. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've actually made I've actually made the effort to reel it in. I used to be way worse.
2: Yeah, like is you're are you all and you're all from like that sort of like um Boston adjacent like scene, right? There's all there's gotta be like you're all kind of tied back to that. It's where it all started. Like I think Terry said he was in like a bunch of hardcore bands and mm-hmm. you know you said you oh, were yeah. doing like a hardcore band. It all kind of starts with a hardcore band.
3: Oh, definitely. For uh, me, at least, it did. Anyway, yeah. Man, Christmas Chris, show, you, yeah. Were always,
5: you were always in hardcore bands coming up, right?
3: Yeah, hardcore and thrash. You know, PB Tenebrae, mm. a couple of unnamed metal bands from Providence that really didn't really do much, you know. But that's the way it goes. Yeah, we had a pretty yeah. intertwined like thrash
5: metal and early on death metal and hardcore crossover scene in New England, like pretty pretty. <laughs> pretty solid for the last couple of decades you know it's yeah, kind of well, well, a lot of other bands
3: off of that shit you know yeah a really incestuous kind of scene where <laughs> you know one guy will be in seven bands like you know leonard
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> literally yeah
2: it's like northern yeah. it's like northern northern nola yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah well i mean yeah. it's it's geographically it's good too because i mean you know you can you can be in New York in two and a half hours. You can be in yeah. Maryland. You know, you can do like Maryland, Philly, DC, you know, go up to Maine. Um, you know, there's just a lot of good cities to play in are driving distance, easy driving yeah. distance. Yeah,
5: the, the upper um New England corridor and the mid Atlantic corridor, you can you can spin that whole area there and it's that's a good trick, you know, it's seven, seven, ten days of good spots, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like peak fishing spot. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, it's got. I've never really thought of it that way, but it's like it's so true that like on you know, and I and it's true for the West Coast too. But I feel like there that's even more spaced out. Like just up here, you know, you just start it kind of like at the top of the the coast and work your way down. You could get all the way down to like virtually the south, then you're still hitting like pretty big venues without like you said a massive like commute in between. Because like you know, all the road stories seem to come from like when you're doing the Midwest. And no one well, seems to like it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, i've I've only been out that way, really one like the whole country it's been years, but yeah, I remember being like uh I don't know where we were, Nebraska or something, but it's like you drive for like two hours, you see nothing, then you see one house, and there's nothing else for three more hours. It's like, what the hell do those people do? you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're either farmers or they're uh they're or they're um they're cult leaders (laughs) or both or both (laughs) yeah exactly Um, they're
0: farmers or they're the animals
2: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah because i stopped you know you stop at a gas station or something i remember one time i was going over bridges and there's lakes and it's gorgeous and i was like holy shit this is really beautiful and the girl at the store goes yeah that lasts about a month, and then there's nothing to do. <laughs> Man, sorry, but but you can go like we've done shows in like northern Maine. You you go up there, and it's like some little building like with no heat, nothing, and you're thinking, where the hell am I? And then you know, 150, 200 people show up because yeah. you know there's nothing else to do and. If there's a show, people come out, and it's a great time, you know.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, So, Maine's so, great. so there's I, that. Yeah, uh, I, I went up there. Um, I went up there in 2019. It was really nice. Uh, got rear-ended in your state, though.
0: <laughs> uh, you're <Okay>.
2: welcome. <laughs> I'm still getting Must over. Must have been it. one of those out-of-town New Yorkers. <laughs> Worse, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah. <geez. laughs>
1: This one driver, I, I drive a truck for a living. This one driver shows up. He was a Southern guy. And he said this look on his face. I'm like, wow, what's up, man? And I can't do his accent. He had a real Southern accent. He's like, man, I just, I don't understand y'all up here. He goes, I just, everywhere I go, I just think, I just think people hate me. I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, we do. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, we hate you. We hate each other. We hate ourselves. It's, It's a thing. Don't take it personal. It's just, that's just how it is. <laughs> it's he, he built, was built he, in. yeah it's it's kind of weird
2: yeah, well you know it's like people like say about people from New Jersey it's like we show our affection by being incredibly like cruel to each other <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah if we're not insulting you we're probably not talking to you
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, do you do each of you have like a specific album that you kind of credit for being like yep this is what I'm into now
1: master of reality for me that was like really like mm-hmm. holy crap what is this like when i was younger mm-hmm. it, it was just creepy and uh deep purple had that big fat sound and then you know being like i mean rain rain i was like 14 15 when rain and blood came out and that was just you know holy shit. you know hello waits creepy as hell just and then it just goes you just more uh drawn to me anyway the heavier the slower stuff like even as much as i love death metal i was more about autopsy and grave than i was uh you know stuff you know incantation i don't think it gets heavier you know so anyway that's my two cents yeah,
0: as far as the doom scene like i kind of come from the school of like um you know the old like uh, paradise lost gothic album was one of the ones that like really set me on that on the path like this really really sad dynamic uh great sound
2: yeah um, that band rules
0: yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 um my dying bride um some of the autopsy stuff is doing me you know that's kind of the, mm. the, the the stream that i i swim in you know hey, anybody else
1: yeah we're being <laughs> we're being real conscious to not step on each other with this <laughs>
3: you know, for me, for me, i'm a little bit of the opposite uh the first records that really turned me on to heavy stuff was probably like ride the lightning uh agnostic yeah. cause for alarm sod that was that was really the stuff that sent me on the way and then you know you kind of ba- i backtracked a little bit and then started getting into more sabbath and and motorhead and stuff like that so I, I guess i'm a little bit different from any everyone else in the band because they're more in the heavy stuff i was more into the thrashy side of mm-hmm. hardcore punk side of stuff yeah i would say that i didn't come
5: from uh any real doom at all my first album for me too that really made me like go and say yeah metal is metal is where i want to you know jam and that's that's my wheelhouse that's where i want to spend my time again was ride the lightning as well when that when i heard that i actually got introduced to metal with master of puppets i listened to it and at the time it was too fast for me i don't like it battery (laughs) came on and whatnot and i was like oh my god this is garbage what are they doing (laughs) <laughs> and I had and I had and I had heard Ride the Lightning, right, which if you listen to the two albums now, I mean, not for nothing. I think there was a lot of spots in Ride the Lightning that are way more raw, way more fast, just, you know, just nails on a chalkboard and, you know, ice grating down your skin. But at the time, for some reason, that album just spoke to me a lot easier. And it uh, was kind of the segue for me into heavier music. Uh, after that, I went into like Megadeth and you know, Peace Cells and Killing and whatnot and i same as chris i kind of just went right down the thrash hole anthrax even like the poppy shit with i'm the man and you know, all the fun kind of groovy stuff i used to like i listened to all kinds of shit really i like scatterbrain and all kinds of funk stuff fishbone i mean you know just anything biohazard sick of it all um, yep. you know all all that kind of shit sepultura was a huge
2: uh, oh yeah. Turning
5: point band for me too. Me and Jeremy, whenever if we were if when we were jamming in thrash bands back in the day, if we were together and you know, nobody was showing up yet, we'd always be jamming like Inner Self or or yep. something like that. You know? you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I, yeah. I kind of I
5: didn't really get into the slower doomier stuff quite honestly, till I went and saw Jerry play with Warhorse, uh, the first Incantation of which um, at Sir Morgan's in Worcester or whatever it was at the time. It, was it still Sir Morgan's? I don't remember
1: it was it was were. some organs then yeah yeah yeah, still yeah. but yeah. um
5: he they were kind of my big introduction to it i wasn't into sleep or anything at that point which were really kind of maybe the only other them and wizard and stuff were kind of the only sizable names at that point when um warhorse was still pretty fledgling and i was unfamiliar with all of it i went in there and i was kind of like i think i even said to after I'm like wow man you guys are
4: slow
5: because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was coming out of Exodus and Bay Area thrash and just yeah. anything that was fast at the time. And, you know, we actually, we moved into like Malevolent Creation, Demolition Hammer, all that kind of shit, you know, when we stopped jamming together. And I was like, man, that's slow. And I couldn't wrap my head around it at first, you know, and uh, it was so, so different for me. But it grew on me like a cancer, like most music does for me. I'm a slow learner. I kind of, you know, I I teach myself by repetition and force feeding myself at times out of my comfort zone to make sure I can expose myself to different crap. That was one of them. And uh, and I kind of fell in love with it at that point, you know.
2: Yeah, right on for sure. I mean, like, well, the the thing about though, like when I, like when I was listening back today, you know, to prep for this, like I... Like uh, you know, Conclave and probably for obvious reasons, like doesn't have that like abrasive, bleak um sound that Warhorse does. Like, you know, you can hear all that thrash and kind of and death metal influence. It's got a little bit more energy to it. Um, you know, I probably still talking about grim shit, but <clears throat> it's a bit like I would say like it's a little bit cleaner and there's not a not there's not a ton of like riding riffs like obnoxiously, right. and there's like you know time changes and shit like that like it was i was like oh this is like this is a lot of fun to listen to i'm like moving around by my home like fuck yeah you know i was like totally in the zone when i was listening to it like that's what i liked about it It felt fresh that's what it felt like fresh to me
0: right oh thanks
5: man we find a lot of people say well i'm categorical so fresh is a good term to hear i like that (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, you know a lot of variation in the riffs um a lot of structure you know time changes like you mentioned you know, and, you know, we work really hard to dial in our sound like, you know, Chris and I will, you know, go on for hours at practice to, you know, to dial our sound in and try to get it something that like, you know, sounds different, but like us and, um, you know, heavy but clear.
3: Yeah, that's something really, really consciously spend a lot of time on.
0: Yeah.
3: Things in me and Jeremy, um, Jerry's bass sound is dialed in, Dan is a monster dialing in those drums. Um, that kick drum in the practice space sounds like a fucking shotgun. Yeah. Um, yeah. The snares, the snares like a machine gun, you know? So, like, there's a lot, a yeah, lot, of, there's a lot of good dynamics going on. You know, and I think a lot of bands don't have that now. You know, they kind of pigeonhole themselves into a certain thing, and it's tough to get out of that
0: once yeah. you're... Yeah. You go to a guitar center and buy uh, an orange amp that's brand new and a Gibson guitar, and, you know, it's a bunch of... Buzz pedals and, and you know i don't know it's like not calling out anyone in particular but there's just a lot of generic stuff out there that sounds the same
3: yeah there's no there's no heart in it there's no thought put into it you know like why why do it at that point you know anyone can buy stuff off the wall right making it sound good's a completely different thing
2: well yeah like yeah again just to your credit like just that like going in and being like, oh man, every single song sounds different. Everything has like just a different kind of structure to it. And, you know, there's even parts where it is sort of like, like lightly melodic, but it makes sense, you know, in the way that mm-hmm. like Paradise Lost has like some of those melodic moments, just okay. like, well, they have a lot of it, you know, but that's kind of their vibe, you know, that's not really right. your vibe, where, um, yeah. you know what I, you know, that makes sense, right? I yep. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh,
5: It'll On the new album, you'll find a lot more of that, though. Actually,
4: mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, well, yeah.
5: We, have, we have quite a bit of. Uh, I think the people that have listened to our stuff and know our stuff are going to be a, not surprised and taken aback, but I think they're going to see a little growth. I think you could say, you know, a little, a little different direction.
1: All right. Well, we're, yeah, we're 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 kind of lucky that. Um we all we work pretty well together and and but sometimes we'll work separately too like you know uh you know like chris wrote this song jeremy wrote this song chris and jeremy wrote that song me and dan wrote this song dan and jeremy wrote that song it's like there's so many it's bound to be different because it's it it, because it because it's always different if that makes sense you know what i mean it's not it's not one guy walking in with you know five arrangements, and you know it's it's truly a band effort, and I'm you know I think we're really lucky in that way that uh you know we all and we give each other the space to to let something grow. I mean, if something's you know if something's not working, we're gonna call each other on it. But but we yeah, will we're, we're, we're honest we'll, with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, remember that piece of crap you wrote last week? No, no, we're we're I think we're, it'll we're feel good right here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hey, we're look- pretty good. We, you know, we that's try to, uh,
3: really yeah. <laughs> well, you can bring in a riff and, and try it with a song. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. no point in trying to, trying to force it in somewhere where it's not going to belong, you know? And at and the they- same
1: time, somebody might hear it different, too. Like, I could walk in with something, hey, I got this. I don't know what to do with it. And then one of these guys will grab it and say, oh, well, you know, try it like this with these chords. And, yeah. you know, we will... By the time you hear a song, we probably wrote that song four times, you know, yeah um, but that's just you know sometimes uh, hopefully hopefully it's to our strength, you know,
3: well, yeah, there's one of the songs on the new record where I mean that thing went through like four or five incarnations of what it was from where we started to where we ended yeah. up, you know, so yep. like, from when we started jamming in the in the old space to to where it got recorded, it's like you couldn't even tell it's the same song, really. Yeah.
2: I think I mean I think it shows just because again how it's it's got that varied nature to it. You know, like I like even like listening to every like, like everything, you know, even the new track that's out um you know ahead of the, the album's release like like I was even getting like some vibes of like like Queensrike and you know Pantera and like which is like kind of funny cuz like you know like you know you think Queensryche and what what whatever that so, Silly! What was, Queens... it, what was it? Silent lucidity.
1: <laughs> don't say
3: fucking Jesus Christ! Yeah.
1: Dan, 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 Dan's favorite band ever. <laughs> no, Dan, that's that's uh, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan hates Queensryche, so we tease him all the time about Queensryche. <laughs> that's so Dan. fucking funny. Maureen,
5: Maureen loves Queensryche, though. Hi, Maureen. I know you're getting a kick out of
1: <laughs> Did Maureen
5: play you to say right. right, right. It's all Maureen's fault. She's in a <laughs> yeah, well, not but bad. But we, we have we have but no, we do. We have some epic feels in there, you know, and that's yeah. That's, uh,
4: that's...
5: It, I don't even think we were shooting for it with this album. It just come, kind of it comes out, you know. We're a very organic band. Um, we don't we don't really play with. Um, I mean, the songs are structured, but they're structured to a point you know after a fact after the after the fact and after a fashion they're very organic so the the things like chris said they'll start out in one area and they'll they'll totally finish out in another area you know
2: is there like a lot of um um like do you do like massachusetts history does like that historical aspect of the area play anything on the album like kind of got that vibe with some of the artwork you know
1: not new england really no but i mean like um personal history maybe and Mm. yeah i mean i guess a little bit because like on the that last uh like uh like the song like war stocks the land i mean it was about it's about you know war obviously
2: but it was specifically
1: specifically about the civil war and you know which the landscape you know revolutionary war obviously happened up here a lot of it and civil war didn't exactly happen here but you know <laughs> it kind of did and um yeah I, I don't know it just i guess you write what you know or what you're interested in what you follow
0: you know what i mean mm-hmm. what was
4: it's suffering.
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose you could say like you know some of the subject matter of the songs is like human suffering Uh, stuff we've experienced or heard stories of of our close friends so i guess it's regional to us to our region in that way i know maybe yeah nothing like landscape related just you know i don't know awful stories of people kind of stuff yeah
5: yeah Yeah, like throwing on spikes you know not to get too deep into one of the songs but that could be yeah i'd say that stems from our area you know our direct our direct yeah Jeremy,
0: yep. like jerry said you know um, yeah suicide but, funeral was um kind yeah, of exactly
5: uh, that could definitely too yeah so yeah i guess now that you asked that pointed question i, yeah. I never, never even really considered it in that respect but yeah it totally does <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. totally does yeah Yeah, i had a couple of brushes with suicide um in my group of friends and it kind of inspired the song suicide funeral the lyrics aren't directly about that but it was definitely the inspiration mm. and you know i mean it is it can be kind of a depressed area sometimes so you know mm-hmm. i guess that can be um why they decided to do it you know
5: it has been historically yeah
0: All right
1: and throwing on spikes is uh it's about the uh, drug culture and um mm. there's unfortunately a lot of that around it's everywhere but it's yeah. here too you know so yeah. i mean you don't you if you want to write songs that are angry and miserable you don't have to go too far no. <laughs> unfortunately yep
2: i think the one so, that i like the best was oh sorry go ahead
1: no i just kind of back i kind of backed off a little bit because like you know new england you know i mean yeah we could write an album about the Salem witch trials but you know it's kind of been done yeah. you know what i mean right so, yeah um i mean it's it's history and it's here and it happened but you know i don't know you want another song about Lizzie Borden? I mean, you know what I mean. We kind of get it,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like if if all bad history has been docu- you know, been done before, then like <laughs> yeah. just pull from the best place you know, which is yourself.
1: Yeah, we don't necessarily right. want to be a New England band. We just kind of can't help it, you know. Yeah. Right, right,
2: right. <laughs> that, I I hear what you, I I understand what you're saying.
1: Songs um, about Paul Revere.
2: <laughs> Conclave to do things Sam Adams. Sam Adams <laughs> yeah. uh, can... for Sam Adams Brewing. Yeah. Sam Adams? There is there, a lot of good
1: beer around here, I will say that.
5: Oh, there is probably me. drinking Sam's right now, I bet.
1: Uh, no, um, Pig's Ear from Woodstock, New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, uh, I have, sorry.
5: I have a PBR going myself.
1: Go sorry work. to hear that. <laughs>
2: It's not a a Gansett. You're not from New England. uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to knock Gansett, man. I went to the local
3: Packy, so I had to get the (laughs) Gansett. It'll make you shit your pants, man. It's not not worth the gamble.
2: Oh, yeah. You
1: saw the Packy up there. Packy, yes. Yeah, yeah. That is New
3: England, isn't it? Yeah, the fucking Packy guy.
2: Yeah, 'cause we uh we can we have uh we don't have that in New Jersey. You don't go to the the the, the package store? No, you go to the actual liquor store. Yeah. We sell it all under one roof. Oh shit. Hmm. New Hampshire's well,
4: even
5: worse. Yeah, you got the liquor store in New Hampshire only sells liquor. They won't sell you beer or, yeah. or wine, just hard liquor.
1: Yeah, in New Hampshire, you got to go to a grocery... Well, they have beer at most gas stations and grocery stores, but if you want right. liquor, you got to go to the specific liquor store, yeah.
3: Upstate New York used to be like that, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's lame, particularly. <clears throat>
2: yeah. It. Yeah, I I'm mean, the, the, the convenience I mean, of New, New Jersey is around. nice, but there's <laughs> other ways that it's fucked up. Cause it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> because it's, yeah, you know, it's alcohol. Yeah,
1: but it's. Then heard, yeah, then you go to England and they say, "Let's go to the off license." What the fuck is that? You know, but you 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 roll with it and you figure it out.
2: I wouldn't even know what that what that is. Oh, uh, it's a it's a
1: it's a liquor store. Um, it's uh, I had to have it explained to me. Uh, like a regular bar, you can drink on the premises, so they have like a on license. But if you can like carry buy it and carry it away off the premises it's an off license
2: oh I guess. okay 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 yeah but there's they have terms for that here okay. i don't know i'm not gonna dwell on this for too much longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, i was just gonna say i think my favorite uh favorite song off of uh sins of the elders was cut it off i really like that song a lot oh thank
1: you very much it's a fun song to play yeah we haven't done that one in a while but yeah that's uh yeah, that was another one. That was group effort.
5: Yeah, it is. yeah, we have a there was a whole bunch of different people contributing on that one.
1: Yeah,
2: but now yeah. you've got um, obviously you've got Dawn of Days coming up. So, like, what was it like getting that together to make the album? And like, did you do this last year, or was it kind of like in the works through last year?
1: It, it's it's been in the works for a while, yeah. Because because um, once Chris joined the band, um, you know, he learned you know some of the older material, and we did some shows. But then when we went to write this record, we started fresh with, with the four of us. Like, there was no old stuff. This is all new material mm-hmm. with the four of us. Um,
5: Except in the Haggard. I think Haggard was pretty well penned. And that was a reason that we kind of let that one go first. You know, it was the first song off the album. is We had played that out. Some people had heard it. There was some YouTube videos of it and whatnot. Um, so we wanted to hold back all the other new material for, you know, kind of. I don't know, a bigger reveal, if you will. You know, right. I always kind of, especially on a sophomore thing, I thought of the first track coming out as kind of just a little, almost like a teaser track to me, but <laughs> mm-hmm. really
4: yeah,
3: i really looking forward
5: I... to the next song coming out.
3: Yeah. Well, Su- Suicide Funeral, those guys had already started writing that like before I joined the band. And we had, we? yeah, I remember jamming it when we were in Fitchburg before we moved, but we re- we really didn't get too far on it at that point. yeah Yeah. it wasn't really until we got it i think geez the end of 2019 i think after we played that last show where we really like finished the arrangement on it
0: right yeah yeah so i had like the uh the end part it's a really sad acoustic part i remember playing it in like 2016 in front of my then girlfriend and she's like that's so sad and as a joke i said to her well, you know, if I can just get one person to kill themselves, it'll all be worth it. Like, <laughs> and you know, I, I, and then after that, two people we knew killed themselves, and and it was kind of a, a fitting title for what it was going to become—the song "Suicide Funeral."
4: Yeah. Um,
0: You know, and it uh, took a long time to put together. You know, um, getting Chris on it, you know, and, and in the band, and you know, arranging it. You know, it's a tw- it's twelve minutes, so it was like a like a killer to arrange and. Mm and, you know, write lyrics too. you know, because it wasn't, you know, it was a story that I thought of and Jerry had put lyrics to it. Um, a lot of work went into it. sensitive subject yeah.
5: matter, of course, too, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that was a, that, that, Yeah,
1: that was a rough one. That was one where you uh, get, you, you got to just like walk away for a little while and come back to
3: it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's another one. There's a lot going on, a lot of dynamics. It's a lot of, I, don't, I can't even explain it
1: just try to give it the, give it the respect, uh, that the subject, uh,
3: warrants, you know? Right. Like uh, my, my favorite part on it is the sad ending part just built builds up and it's just so depressing, but it it has a catchy hook to it at the same time. So I know. I kind of look at that as our fade to black. Kind (laughs) of very epic. Uh, I can can see that. Feel to it and uh yeah it is it's very powerful
1: yeah i can't wait for everybody to hear it you know
3: yeah one
2: day (laughs) soon soon. another month coming up yeah i was thinking like in person yeah like well that was the other thing i was just like oh man i want to see this fucking band now (laughs) (laughs) yeah we want to play
1: believe me Uh, we're dying to to get back out and play but you know you just gotta wait till everybody can be wait till everybody can be safe and do it right and i mean you know we're you know we're just as soon as soon as we are as, you know we as soon as we can we will if that makes sense you know yeah
2: totally um it's worth
3: the price of admission too because we bring full stacks to a tiny club show so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> full stacks yeah <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> I was going to ask about uh, the artwork um, who, who did that? Cause it's pretty cool. I like it. There's something about it where it has like, it's not like, you know, you're kind of typical doom metal looking. Th- I mean, I know it definitely has like kind of like the main stays it, but it has a little bit more of like that um, sort of like, like Dio era kind of that artwork. It's got kind of more of that, like sort of uh darker medieval look than it does so much like the, you know, like weed and sorcerer shit. Yeah.
5: Well, we're not, you know, again, I don't think we're, you know, collectively, I don't think we feel like we're that weed, stoner, sorcerer, wizard, doom band. Um, mm-hmm. I think we definitely collectively feel that we're much more of a metal band, but
4: yeah, we, we, we
5: are heavily doom leaning. Um, yes. And the guy who did the art, uh, Ryan with the rotting mess, uh, he's just, he's just masterful. Um, he had done a design for us with the um, Sins of the Elders album for the song, Black Lines. And he did uh, this, this creature, this dude. And I just couldn't believe it. I was, I was beside myself when he uh, gave it to us and I loved it so much. And and the guy, as we says, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd really be interested in doing another design with the same dude, you know, kind of like how Iron Maiden has Eddie and, you know, like a mascot, if you will. And uh, he was like, all right, well, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know here's some ideas of our song structure and album structure and just do your thing, you know, and um, give him full creative Liberty. He, uh, he, he fucking, he went through hoops. He, he went inside, inside and out upside down and backwards and forwards for us on it. We couldn't uh, collectively, nothing that he did. We couldn't collectively come to terms on a design um, for a while Mm -hmm. with it. And would say, "Hey, can you try this? Can you try that?" You know, we we were that band. We were we were turning into the the pain in the ass, you know. And yeah. <laughs> he finally scrapped the whole first design that he did and gave us this. And we we didn't even blink. It was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that right there. That's, that's, that's so good." And I love the other ones too. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're all fantastic, but um, it just uh, it just it just fit. Um we changed the kind of idea of the album title and and theme and using that song Dawn of Days as the title. Um and once we saw this art it kind of solidified everything. You know, it was like, yeah, this is the right direction. This is this kind of brings it all together. And he has a accompanying art piece for the back too.
4: Um,
5: which is like going through that door, going through the gate and then coming out the other side. And it's really oh, cool. Process. Yeah, it's fucking awesome.
1: And uh shameless. Shameless ad. Uh, the the vinyl is going to come with a poster inside, uh, with yeah. a slightly different artwork.
2: Man, no um, no but, shame in ad advertising yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, just we we had the well we had the uh, we finally
1: had the opportunity uh, to have this on vinyl, and it's like we we go we you know we want the poster, we want the we want we want the whole package, and and they're making it happen, and I couldn't be happier with it, you know. Hagenart has been great. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, very, very happy. Oh, I mean, we're, we're, we're a awesome. happy, we're a happy Doom band. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Sorry>. <laughs> you guys should also totally do like a Corona beer spin because your your logo kind of has the Corona C in it. Like I'm looking. Oh, at it. Is, I, I, <laughs> I brought
5: that up to Jerry like right in the beginning of the whole band. He was like, No, no, no,
3: no, no. We have
5: another, we have another beverage spin coming though.
3: Um, yeah. Oh, uh, no, that's cool. That's amazing too. Dan Dan thought this up and he showed me one morning, and I couldn't fucking believe it. I thought it was so great. <laughs> well, there's a uh, there's another local um,
5: doom band from our region, um, Black Acid Prophecy. Uh, great guys, and uh, oh, they're
2: great. Oh yeah, drummer, I, I know of them. A yeah, is great also guys, great band.
5: Uh, He's also an artist, and he invited us to do – they invited us on this show called Riffer uh, Fest, or Riffer Madness Riffer Madness. Riffer Madness. And he he did – as an artist, he redid the old Reefer Madness um, propaganda artwork poster for the movie. Mm -hmm. But he did it, you know, in the vein of the the title of the uh, concert and all the band names and everything, and it was just awesome. So I I approached him to do a spinoff of another pretty – eclectic kind of cult classic art piece if you will uh from film from the 70s and uh it it came out great i don't want to reveal too much i think i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there i don't know maybe maybe in april we'll put it out there but uh it's really 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 cool i'm excited
3: about it it's cool and i like that it's cryptic and not many people get it but yeah yeah I and mean, believe me
1: i i want to just come right out and say it but it's like <laughs> but i but i don't because if i if i tell you you won't figure it out yourself you know what i mean it's it's, it's like that
3: yeah because i didn't think of it and dan did
1: <laughs> dan, dan's yeah dan's very visual and and, and um yeah dan, dan works with uh the artists very well and finds these artists and and uh yeah it's just yeah All good things.
3: No, Dan works tirelessly promoting everything and, you know, getting everything lined up. He did so much work just getting this record out. I'm a band nerd. I can't thank him.
1: Yeah, people want to talk to me just because, like, I'm singing, but it's like, no, Dan's a captain of the ship, man. I'm just... uh... That's (laughs) not not confused
5: things. They want to talk to you because you're beautiful.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they want to talk to... (laughs) You never have your shirt on, that's why. He's Jerry Pike. (laughs) Only when I'm drunk. And it's 100 degrees on stage. Yeah. 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 It comes off, you know, he's hammered.
1: Yeah. (laughs) One of the shows we did, it must have been 110 in the place. And Jeremy's like, Well, you think we have to let the amps warm up? You think we're okay? (laughs) It's like we're just dying. (laughs) Haven't played a note yet, and we're dying. (laughs) Probably happy
2: you didn't play the pool when you were in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like 110
1: out there. It was nuts.
5: That was awesome, man. I'm so glad I went out there.
1: Yeah, that was that was a great time. I I loved every loved every minute of that. But uh, hopefully, once shows start up again, we can get out there and you know, just I, I I can't wait can't wait to get loud again. Honestly, we we haven't even been practicing that much because oh. you know, just because you know, mm-hmm. well, we all like um, Corona
5: too. So there's the that fucking pandemic and all this shit everywhere, making us sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, we all we all had it. We uh, it went through all of our houses. So yep. it's it's uh, it's for real. Yeah, well, we you know,
3: been in that room together as a band in, in almost two months now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, my, minor symptoms. We were all pretty lucky, but but it's no joke. And uh, yeah, be safe. Be safe, people.
2: Yeah, for sure. We need that fucking Conclave record to come out.
1: <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's Well, that's the thing because it was um, everything was getting delayed, and you know we didn't know what was happening. And then um, when we recorded, they uh, we knew we wanted to go to uh, blackout. Blah, blah black heart sound in manchester new hampshire we knew we wanted to go there um and then new hampshire really uh they uh backed off on their uh small business closures Mm. and like literally the weekend that the businesses reopened we ran up there we we got we got a hold of them ahead of time and we got lucky with the dates and we ran up there thinking okay we're we're out of the woods and businesses are opening and here we go Mm -hmm. and we ran up and we recorded And then within like a month or so was like the second wave and everything started shutting down again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a real bummer. It was a bummer and obviously no more shows or anything, but fortunately, you know, the record was done and, um, and then, uh, well, as far as us physically being in the studio, it was done. And then, uh, and then Dan, uh, uh, grabbed, uh, the, the tracks and everything and, um, got the mastering done. And he can, he can speak more to that. But um, we were lucky to get the tracks done when we did. Because, you know, a lot of bands haven't ha- been able to do anything. You know what I mean? So we we got fortunate with that.
5: Yeah. yeah we were on the early end of the cusp. It was like during that, that little bump there, the um, May-June time. So it was mm-hmm. before any other real terrible, terrible kind of spikes came when the whole country exploded and yeah. and all hell went into a handbag. But... Yeah, that, that's when we ended up getting sick was at the later part of it, you know, which was yeah, uh, heartbreaking. just 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 when pretty we thought we were it. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty isolated lifestyles, too. You know what I mean? Uh, it's mm-hmm. not like yeah. not like uh, that, you know, any of us are out there even dealing like with the public and the public service aspect or anything, you know, yeah. um, service industry or anything like that. I work from home. I don't go anywhere.
1: I don't. I, yeah, I I yeah, I drive. Things. I drive a truck. I'm by myself 90% of my day. But you mm. know, it's it's yeah.
0: Well, let, yeah, let's just anyway, say there's a yeah. church in the, in the building we practice in, and that's where we got it. It was the churchgoers who congregate at like you know 50, 80 people on the Sunday. Um, you mm. know, not not being safe because God's gonna keep them healthy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they they fucked you know us what, on the.
1: It, it probably worked to their plan because we got sick, so that was probably God's plan.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bastards.
1: Who else can we piss off? What else do you want to talk about?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to lose listeners. <laughs> okay. we, can, we can always have that edited out. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. You can bag on the church. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about talk- that. Well, I interviewed Conclave for
1: two hours. We edited it down, and here's 90 seconds. You can listen to <laughs>
5: They here's just... another track from the new album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in
2: fact, here's the whole album. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it was, you know, you snuck in there and, you know, maybe you, uh, you took one for the team in order to do it. But, you know, it's good that you had Ar- Argonada backing you up along the way and them helping you out and doing that. And uh, very, that's going to be dropping so. on the 23rd. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, but have you, have you guys been, like, listening to anything else, like, during the quarantine? Or, like, have you been, like, diving back into old classics? You trying to find, like, new stuff?
1: Uh, all you of the above.
2: To-
5: yeah, I listen to stuff all day long. Um, working at home, I'm on the computer. And uh, so I go down YouTube rabbit holes all the time. Could be mm. new stuff, old stuff. Could be a Yacht Rock radio day, you know? <laughs> um, I'm all over the map. I listen to different stuff all the time. People send me files all the time too, like unreleased tracks and new music, and you know local bands, regional bands, people on the other side of the planet. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, so I'm I can't really nail down any one thing I've been listening to. It's really all over the map, new, old, everything.
1: And that's one it. thing I really. That's one yeah. thing I really miss about no shows is I mean, you could go to uh, just like on a Thursday. Oh hey, what's going on? Well, let's go to this show. Who's playing? I'm not sure. I think this guy's got a band. All right. And you walk in, it's like uh I remember the one Thursday in uh where were we? But uh Bog Hunter from New Hampshire. They were they, they already broke up, unfortunately, but they were amazing. Uh Angel Morgue, also in New Hampshire. Uh but I mean that was all like almost two Shashkeen. years ago now. Yeah, the huh? that was that was a Shashkeen show. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That was great. Um but but now it's like it's been like over a year where it's like, you know, where is everybody? You know what I mean? So I I've been going, I've been going backwards. I've been, uh, replacing like a lot of the tapes I lost, like old motorhead, old nuclear assault. I've been going backwards lately. Um, okay, get yeah. getting it on
5: vinyl again, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like if I lost the tape back in,
0: you know, back in high school, I'm like finding the record now. Hmm. <laughs> And my my girlfriend during the pandemic, um, I got into like the, the like Judas Priest. I never really got into like deeply, deeply like the the hits you over the her, but like you know, um, yeah, she's got me into like the back catalog of Deep Purple. um, uh, Great stuff. Right on. Yeah, right Judas on. Priest, Judas Priest, Razor. Um, yeah, some you know some stuff I didn't really get into before. Kind of took the time to get into some older stuff, older good stuff, you know. Hmm. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it's, it's done my metal mind um, a good thing, you know, a good service. So that's the thing. I mean, when you're, when you're, you know,
1: 17 years old and all this yeah. madness comes out, like, where, where are you going to go from there? It's like, if something like blows your face I'm right back. off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, we, I mean, I know we're, we're older, but like we, we saw autopsy on the mental funeral tour. Like
4: mm-hmm.
1: y- you're really going to have to work hard to blow our heads off. Like, Right. You know Jer- I-, I missed it, but Jeremy saw a Cathedral like <laughs> forced equilibrium tour. like right. how what are you gonna how are you gonna argue with that? You know right. what I mean?
3: <laughs> no, and as far as far as me, I've been I guess I've been revisiting like all the new wave of British heavy metal stuff. Um, I started taking guitar lessons again. I don't know just with all the free time, it's like why not, you know, try to get better. but as far as music, Dan, what was the name of that that death metal band we were talking about last week? The, the, the young kids from Texas. Frozen Soul.
5: Frozen yeah, Soul. That was one. Oh I, yeah, yeah I was, I've been digging them hard,
3: man. They're awesome.
2: Yeah, the,
4: yeah.
3: yeah. My friend Brandon turned me on to them a couple weeks ago, and go back, you know, like total bolt thrower worship. So that's right up my street.
2: Yeah, so, they're awesome. You I really like them, man. Good, good
0: band. Looking
5: forward to following them which is good because they're young and that, that's very uh, it's comforting to see that you know?
0: <clears throat> yeah yeah so it's promised i find, I find our
5: i find our age demographic kind of getting into a little echo chamber it's nice to see some young blood you know mm. death metal or thrash metal is kind of seems like a little bit of a wave of thrash metal making a resurgence and there's definitely a, a,
2: like uh there's definitely a like like an old school death metal, brutal death metal, like wave. There's been kind of a re, re, um, revitalization, sort of like that new wave of British, British heavy metal sound. I love all of it.
5: I think it's so encouraging to see, you know? Yeah. Like that band
2: spirit adrift. You ever listen to them? They're awesome.
5: Yep. 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 Yeah. So I like that stuff. It's good to see.
2: Well, that's funny. Yeah.
0: Anytime a conversation gets to all these new bands, Jerry, will look at me and go. I don't know. I like Bolt Thrower.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, everybody I, likes Bolt Thrower. I know. No, like,
1: but I mean, I'm. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm slow to catch on to new stuff. I guess. I mean, there's so many. Like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, but even like, like, like a band like Black Breath, like they were around, like had three oh, albums yeah. or whatever before I even really knew who they were. And then I heard them I'm like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. And then they were gone. And yeah. I was like, God uh, damn it. Love that band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So great. And Dan's like, I've been telling you about them for two years. And I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I've been listening to Master Reality. Like, what? You, to why you... senile
0: old man at the bus stop? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 victim of changes god damn it <laughs> no but i mean i i really want to get back out to shows again and um i know like we're talking about terrier terrier
5: huh it's like the shows were like the you know real only social interaction i had you know not just playing but going to them i yeah um, me too like I, said, I work from home and whatnot i don't do a lot outside um of the house so that's uh a big piece of the social puzzle missing for me. I can't wait for it to come back, you know. Safely, of course. I don't I don't feel good about going out there yet. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get there soon, you know, but uh, I, I don't, but, yeah. I don't feel
1: good about it yet. But there's just so many shows. Even if we're not playing, we're going to them or mm-hmm. you know, we're all like, you know, we're, we you know? we've got different we've got different bands going. We'll go to each other's shows, you know, we go to other people's shows. Yeah. Go, to, you know, it's just it's just it's what we okay. do, you know? It's, yeah, it's well, that's liter- part That's part of literally what we do.
2: Yeah. yeah, but that's part of, like, being a fan is, like, you know, you you go see, you know, everyone goes to see, you know, like, oh, there's some big, big shit band coming through. Everybody goes in town to see it. But then, you know, you go to your friend's shows. You go to see, yep. you know, the local shows, and that's just it, you know? Like, I forget like, who it was, yeah. but somebody pointed out, it's like, if you go to any one show, it's just that person is a writer. That person is uh, directs music videos. This person is, uh, you know, they're in a band, too.
1: I don't know what the status is right now with everything happening, but, like, for years, uh, Ralph Steiner and Worcester, they would do Metal Thursdays, and it's like, hey, you want to go to Ralph's Thursday? Sure. Who's playing? I don't know. We'll find out, you know, and you Mm -hmm. go. And, oh, I'm drawing a blank. I remember there was this one band. They were like, 18 years old tops maybe 19 maybe and they they were total creator worship i loved it oh, i wish cryptor. i could i wish i could cryptor cryptor yeah
3: yeah oh i remember them
1: kid yeah. had a uh the scimitar the Hamer, uh scimitar oh uh, yes a uh, scarab yeah a uh, scarab scarab yeah see this is why i wanted all you guys here cuz i'm a moron <laughs> but but yeah you know you just it's like holy shit who are these kids you see you see like you know, teenage kids wheeling in combo amps. It's like, all right, what's going on here? And then they yep. and then they blow your head off. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I love speaking it.
5: Speaking to speaking to that place and that venue in Metal Thursdays, we're coming up on one year from the last show I went to. Jeremy, you were there. And I uh, it was yep. at Ralph's. It was with Stonecutters, um, yep. I believe
1: from yep. Kentucky. Oh yeah, I missed I, I saw them uh they were they were torn. I mean, I saw we saw yeah. them the week before. Um somewhere else but but yeah i missed that one but that was literally the last day yep like pe- people yeah. were passing out sanitizer and like that was yeah.
2: literally yeah. the
0: last day yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I shut down like the next day it was crazy
4: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been it's the it- topic of late it's been a lot i think it's been a lot of one-year anniversaries for a lot of people in that regard and like maybe maybe like the least exciting one-year anniversary Yo, yeah. ever you know yeah but uh yeah cool. like it was like march 4th was my last show with my girlfriend and we walked in and we're like this place is half full
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean we had so many things lined up with all our different bands like we had um jeremy and i are also in desolate we were gonna do a friday in at ralph's in worcester. Uh, and worcester Um, there was some bands coming in from pa and we we're gonna do that show and then that Saturday uh my other band was going to be up in portland maine and it was just going to be like a great metal weekend and and it all all gone you know and I, I feel bad for the for like actual straight up touring bands you know what i mean like mm. like like today's a day we're like in texas when the tour got canceled and they had to like find their way home from there you know i mean jesus and uh just stone cutters they were in massachusetts when mm-hmm. the tour ended They did one more live, they did like one more live stream from Western Mass, then they just, just go home, you know? They
5: were worried, they were worried because they were closing borders and they're like, man, we don't want to get held up and not be able to get home. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I was kind of oblivious at that point. Like, yeah, they're talking, you know, rumors about sending up, uh, you know, borders and and you can't cross them. You're going to be confined to the state you're in. I'm like, holy shit. So they
1: were. Yeah. Yeah. State, state borders, not country. Yeah. 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 yeah, they were set up on the Connecticut-Rhode Island line. Rhode Island police were turning away out-of-state plates until, well, there was lawsuits. They got home
2: just in time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I talked to somebody else, um, like, last year, and they were saying how many, uh, like, how many, like, Connecticut people were rolling into Rhode Island.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it. I'll show off my ignorance. But, yeah, it was it was not a good scene.
2: No, they were shutting down people coming in from New York, too, I think. Fucking yeah. Connecticut. <laughs> 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 I, look, I know everybody like. He said I, it. He I, said it. We didn't. said it. I know everyone likes to shit on New Jersey, and I know everybody will shit on Massachusetts. But quite frankly, man, I think Connecticut sucks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> all my any Connecticut bands out there, but
1: we love you. Curse the sun! It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, they're never going to come on this podcast. <laughs> it's
5: all friendly rivalry, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. No, Connecticut. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, everybody the, the can high,
5: take a joke in Connecticut, so the, we're good.
1: The, high, the highways of Connecticut don't get me started, but the the bands and venues of Connecticut are cool. <laughs>
2: yeah, all right, I'll I will uh, I'll uh, agree there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? You know, you want to drop the album details again for everybody where they can get it and when
5: yeah, uh, it's online. We've got it on our um, socials. We've got a link tree up too now um, that'll take you everywhere and get you to everything, merch or whatever you want. Argonata also is um, selling physical uh, copies overseas, which obviously is a. Pretty good decision if you're on the other side of the pond, uh, given shipping and, you know, not just the costs, but just the logistics of it um, with the landscape the way it's been. So um, we've got another single coming off the album, I think, probably around the beginning of April. Um, Should have video accompaniment with it, too. Um, More details, TBD on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm really looking forward to that too. Uh I probably can't talk about it, can I? <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, we, we, we put, all put are a lot of here. work into it. Put a lot of put work lot, into the, it. Really proud last, of it.
1: The last the last video, um Dan you know, pulled pull down the fourth wall or whatever. Dan actually did the last video for us. It was live footage from a show we did in uh Boston at Great Scott.
3: Yep, we're conan
1: was That the Monolord show? No, Conan. the Conan show. That was a Conan show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we opened for Conan. Oh, yeah, great guys. That was a great show. But which uh, kiss
5: too, yeah.
1: Yeah, and which Kiss was there, of course. Yeah, of course. But um, um yeah, it was just uh raw uh cell phone video footage from our friend the metal mailman, metal mailman, Dave. Uh how do you say his Quigley. name? Quigliazzi? Yeah, Quigley, Quigliazzi, yeah. Um, and Dan took footage, uh, from the show from that and Mm -hmm. mixed it in with that, uh, old, uh, Haxon silent film. That was, uh, that was Dan, that was a video for Haggard, but the new video, um, is, uh, animated from a video company and I'm really looking forward to, uh, having it out there. Nice. Really looking. Yeah, really. I I won't say any more than that, but I'm just, it's, uh, it's a song that I'm really, uh, really happy with and um i just can't wait for the whole album to get out very excited cool i actually no, haven't even really i haven't even like listened to, i haven't even listened to it since we recorded it i just <laughs> I, I, it's it's going to be new to me just like everybody else
3: oh you're lying <laughs> yeah you probably listened to a listen.
1: Listen. i've been listening to the ball thrower <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> can't fault you
1: though
5: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Know, we're really excited about it. The big drawback obviously is that uh, there's nowhere to go. Um, you know not, not a lot of ways to go out there and uh, share it in person, which is a really big letdown but you know we're one of millions of people experiencing that same feeling right now so we've yeah, yeah. everybody else going
1: it. it it's it's great to have an album coming out but it's kind of a it's it's unfortunate that there's no album release show or yeah. tour or, or anything Get out um, there and have fun I mean, with your friends and meet new friends yeah we'll, we'll we'll be out there as soon as we can
5: yeah, exactly we'll get
2: there though so in the meantime, you'll be able to listen to this podcast and listen to the guys talk about how much Connecticut sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for having us yeah, okay. no, thank you thank you for coming on and uh taking the time out of your evenings to to chat and uh it's greatly appreciated. I'm really looking forward to the album and uh yeah. You know, keep stay say, keep staying safe out there and and all that shit. So that will <laughs>
3: you too, you too, you too, man.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Dylan. That'll do it for this chapter of the diary.
5: Jeremy ran across the street to go take a dump. <laughs> Actually, if Come you on. guys want to start, that's fine. I'll be right back. I'm gonna grab a beer in my bowl. Okay,
1: okay. gonna run, run down to McDonald's and take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just oh. tell you, Jer- Jeremy did that once. We were like on stage, yeah. we were getting ready to go. We were like two minutes from going from being on. The sound guy's like, okay, guys, go. And we look up and know Jeremy. He went to McDonald's to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. While we pretended to sound check for like 10 more minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The the shitter was full, you know? What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, the... (laughs) Well, the, the, the bathroom at the venue was horrible, so we right. all just kind of laughed about it. It was it was – don't include that in this, but it was just so you know what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. I'm glad you said don't include it. Otherwise, I probably would have put it in as, like, preamble.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what else do you want to know about Jeremy? <laughs> I shit, like, four or five times a day. I have a very <laughs> –
2: hey man join the dude join the club
0: yeah (laughs) that's
2: nothing weird
3: jerry p's like a pregnant woman
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's
1: cold in the rehearsal room what can i say yeah
2: Yeah. i gotta say that's like that's been one nice thing about working from home is that the trips to the bathroom are not very far right
0: (laughs) yeah the place i'm living right now just for your own information is uh the bathroom is very far away. It's the other side of the house, so usually I, I piss out the window. It's just easier. <laughs> nice. I get it. <laughs>
5: a little too much information there.
0: Well, in case you were wondering, that's what happens. I'm very honest.
3: <laughs> what do you use? I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, I got to
1: piss out my back door a lot. I got, uh, I got three kids and someone's always
2: in the bathroom. Yeah. See,
4: see,
5: so, so we're off so to an, ama- an amazing, uh, an amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, you really timed it well.
1: <laughs> isn't is, isn't this the uh isn't this the uh, the toilet podcast? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the shit. It's the shit talking podcast.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> you got the right guys. All right. I've yet to, to experience. <laughs> I've yet to experience the awesomeness of a bidet. I haven't gotten that far yet, but <laughs> someday.
2: My friends just got one, and they love it.
1: Hey, at least we're not one of those bands that just, I don't know, talks about weed every time.
2: That's true. I already, I, I've already got that set aside for the month of April. <laughs>